So um, let's forget about this past weekend uh, and talk about Grand Theft Auto, which I really wanted to be playing instead of watching everything that happened on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Um, I, th- I think sort of the thing to do with Grand Theft Auto, just to, to tie it back to college football, just because we're obligated to do that, even though college football was not kind to us over the past few days, um, we still hold a certain level of affection for it, um, is to do the thing where we relate it to college football coaches, which that's how we approach pretty much everything in, you know, everything we ever talk about. Um, so I think we look at the, uh, the, the three main characters in the game, which is a very cool feature. Coolest thing the game has going is you switch between three guys as if you have, you know, three different perspectives, three totally different characters. Um, you have an, an older guy who's, who's kind of dull, kind of boring. Um, it's, it's not really clear exactly what he's good at, but he always pulls in these big heists. Every now, every, yes. every now and then he'll just take down somebody way over his way over his weight. He does. By the way, he likes uh, button downs with big collars, almost kind of Tommy Bahama ish. He's had some credit problems and his wife's gotten in some trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, he, he's got this weird marital situation going on where it's not clear whether they live in the same state or not. Uh, he's a slick talker. He's a great recruiter. Uh, he'll, you know, he, he'll, he'll let you know, he, he's brought on some talent. He's, he's got this young man named Franklin he brought on who's big shoulders. Kind of looks like Ray Lewis. Who, who was it that recruited Ray Lewis? Was it? Uh, oh, that'd be Tommy Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville. So basically the, the main characters at, at, when you start the game, uh, this guy, Michael, he's basically Tommy Tuberville. Moves around the country a lot, uh, faked his own death at one point, uh, in a, not in a pine box. Like yeah. Tommy Tuberville, but did fake his own death in order to relocate, um, employed a, a crazy, wild-haired madman who wasn't Tony Franklin. Um, the, the guy's name is Trevor, but that guy makes an appearance back. I, I just – I don't see any way that Michael is anybody but Tommy Tuberville. Up and down every 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 box on the, on the checklist, Tommy Tuberville hits it. Does, oh. he, does he have any kind of like I, I haven't played the game, so I'm not even gonna pretend to have the level of expertise you two fine fathers do. But <laughs> I feel like there is something of like a Mark D'Antonio vibe to him as well, in sort of the he's he's sort of wearily going about his business. Like I don't know, that's maybe just what I've gotten from the the videos they've shown the, the gameplay videos they've shown on TV, but there is that sort of business-like quality, but also joylessness for everything around him. Uh, well, I will say this, uh, and by the way, Jason and I have to explain this to Mr. Tubb and uh, Matt Ufford. Hello, but, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy's here. <laughs> Interloping, coming over from the world of the NFL to slum with us. It is. It is. No, I, uh, between between college football and, and GTA 5, I'm just uh, – I I am lost in these metaphors, but I'm I'm, I'm doing my best to keep my head above water. So yeah, they're, they're, they're maybe funny, I'm just they're, I'm just listening funny, listening respectfully. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna object to Mr. Tubbs thing. I think I think Mark D'Antonio at least Michael has the ability to show some flair in in his heists occasionally, and mm-hmm. you don't see any flair in a Michigan State game. Well, yeah, I will. There, there's always the little Giants thing. That's quite. Yeah, that's quite true. A that's true. And by the way, you know, having a heart attack after a game—it's also a very Michael thing. It's extremely Michael. We're not even <laughs> joking about that. That really happened. 
that, that's a very that that's a very good nominee. Uh, I, he perhaps he's second on the Michael Depth chart. And yeah. I also considered Mark Richt, but not yeah. quite deadly. By the way, I, we can also play this game just to expand the franchise a little bit. You know, to our NFL people who might accidentally, with their ears, stumble down this particular staircase drunkenly and listening to this podcast, uh, who would you say the NFL equivalent of a Michael, your operator, your uh, sort of world-weary and perpetually sort of behind-the-eight-ball overtaxed family man, okay, who's already sort of faked his own death once who's the nfl equivalent of that oh gosh uh you're putting me on the spot and making me it just uh, yeah, my feet. I, right I, I have a vote uh, okay i'd like to throw tom coughlin out there that's the first one that comes to mind for me. <laughs> <laughs> look at that man's face <laughs> he's seen death one of one of his employees is married to his daughter like that seems like a very michael thing yeah yeah, yeah. uh I, i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go a step further he's older than you think and he's kind of got the right demeanor and that he doesn't care anymore, which is the song that plays when Michael is having his grand character introduction. But he also uh, just can't quit. He can't just walk away. For I'm going to bridge the two worlds. I'm going to say Jim Mora. Oh, Jim, Jim Mora from, from both the Falcons to the Seahawks and, and has died several times, actually, and, and is now at UCLA, having sort of spanned all worlds. I'm going to go ahead and nominate him for that. <laughs> a man who has long pined for the West Coast and finally arrived there after Jimora, some misfortune. Jim Mora also has kind of a video game looking face. Can I say yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of an uncanny valley kind of person. Okay, like it's not fully rendered, <laughs> and you're like, it looks good, and the mouth matches all the words he's saying, <laughs> but it's not really a hundred percent. Yeah. Now I'm going to move on and uh, and and suggest this that uh, in GTA Five you have the second character. Which, by the way, man, it would be so great if you could do a football game and switch perspectives with specific coaches because we can't license specific players. But if you had three perspectives on a game and you could look at it from announcer, camera pulls out right, and you see mm-hmm. like you see everything that that Gary Danielson's seeing. So you see a spread offense, and you just want to. Switch it all around to look yeah, like yeah, one like, horrible 1975 college football. Press Y to lament what you're looking at. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so then, so then you hit like switch perspective. <laughs> Camera pulls back, right? And you go down to like <laughs> player and you see what a college football player actually sees, which is no goddamn clue what they're looking at. Just chaos, unicorns on the field, right? Like blurs. Pretty much, you could put it in, like, John Brantley vision, it's, it's right? The, it's the drug scenes. It's the aliens and clown scenes. No, no, it's not the drug scene yet, because I haven't gotten to step three. You ready for step three? Okay. Uh, step three is Houston nut cam. He just, oh, there, <laughs> there's the clown cam. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that where you, you zoom into the body, and for some reason you're choking the strength and conditioning coach, and you don't even know why? <laughs> Screaming, I love you! <laughs> You toggle again, and, and and Dana Holgerson is is sneaking out of the apartment of a single mother of two. <laughs> daddy. Oh no, I answered daddy. I think that's, that's just his mission. That's not what? even every mission for him. Every, every mission he gets ninety six percent. Now there is. Um, speaking of Holgo, there are the the other two main characters. There's uh, uh, Franklin, who's this young dude who's super naive and and super loyal, and the most you know seems like the most talented guy there. Um, it's just not clear why he's going along with these psychopaths. I think he'd be your defensive coordinator. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm not sure exactly who you'd put in that role because he's just not a well-defined character. That, that screams Al Golden to me. <laughs> <laughs> Al Golden, who, uh. Naive, he did take the Miami job. That's true. He started and he he came from the hood. And he uh, stuck Philly. around. He stuck around with for with the Miami job when any reasonable person would have cut bait. Yeah. Although I will I will always say this. By the way, Al Golden takes a month off. He's the only college football coach I know that like takes an entire month off. So he probably went to Miami and he was like, Yeah, you know that month off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm never let, I'm never letting that go. Al Golden also has 74 orange ties that he bought when he got the Miami job, and his wife is like, "Well, you said you're going to use them all, so <laughs> we're not leaving until if, you do." If Jim Mora has a video game face, Al Golden definitely has a video game wardrobe because, like, you buy these characters, you know, you got to go buy them a suit for a mission, and then they never wear it again. You spent six thousand dollars on a suit, and it's it disappears, and you don't know where you put it. And nothing. Really Al fits. Golden. Yeah, like the, like the waist <laughs> the is too big. The waist is a foot too low, and the walk doesn't look right, and the, there's paunch in weird areas. Yeah, Al Golden is definitely a video game body. And the also, hair is just one polygon. Also, you know, one central facet of GTA is uh, the, the continual hustling, right? Which I've always posited that Al Golden doesn't sleep, and that he, in fact, runs a rental car business, but only the night shift out at the Miami airport. And, because it's, he's, and it's totally legit. Oh, it's legit. No, he tries really hard. Like, and he's got little management plans for, like, you know, all of the guys who work for him who are going to quit in three months. You know, like, Al's really trying to make it work both at the University of Miami and at the dollar rental car. So GTA characters never sleep, right? You don't have to. You could continually, like, he could just hit the map, set waypoint for Miami rental car airport. <laughs> go make 500 bucks and then come right back to the other hustle of the job. So that's a really good nomination. There is another character we need to take care of before we really labor this over. And that's Trevor. Um, let's explain Jason Trevor for uh, Matt. You, you've, 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 you're kind of a voyeur when it comes to this, right? You've been reading and seeing stuff very much. So as a, as a child who grew up without uh, gaming consoles, but who always went over to the houses of friends who did have them. I never really had the time to dedicate developing my hand-eye coordination for, uh, for gaming, but I watched a lot of friends play video games. And yes, I know how sad that sounds, but <laughs> what that's... No, really you know what? That's, I think that's a really common thing, not just among, like, typically you hear, like, the girlfriend and or wife who says, oh, I really liked watching that game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's actually a really common thing among dudes, too. There's typically one guy or two guys in a group who just enjoy watching games. I really do. I would I would watch a, a friend in college play StarCraft. And I know that sounds freaking weird, but, like, it's just one thing. Like, I, I've enjoyed video games. I just didn't really develop the skill set for them. And so I, like, love watching GTA, especially GTA V, because it's it's beautiful. I have, uh, I have, I have one follow-up question. Did, did the college friend know you were watching him? <laughs> no, no. That's he on the fifth night he saw me and it was. Weird. And by by college friend, it's 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 not actually a guy you know, and they weren't actually playing a video game. Uh, yes, it wasn't uh, actually a guy. Matt wasn't even enrolled at the time. So. In this case, StarCraft is a metaphor for uh, the Tridelt uh, house and uh, underwear. <laughs> Man, nor- Northwestern's such a weird place. Talk man. about a Zerg rush. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So, so we hit Zerg Rush like 12 minutes into this podcast. Yeah, I, I, a- I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not even saying this to n- sound like a non-nerd. I don't know what a Zerg Rush is, so I, uh, I, I just I, know I, it's a term from that game. <laughs> I, I do, and let's not explain it, because if I do, um, I'll have to post that picture of me with a mullet. It's, it's in Jimbo Fisher's playbook. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Zerg Rush is pretty – actually, Gerg Rush is Greg Robinson's <laughs> And it's actually just you. It's theoretically possible, but you have to make more players with the resources you have, more than eleven on the field at the same time, which is why he's terrible at his job. Well, the thing about the Gerg rush is all eleven players play zone. They hang back, and Gerg storms the quarterback himself. God, that'd be so awesome if there were like a wow. real. Oh, there he goes. Like Five hundred aggro Korean teens rushing at the quarterback. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> this this is a rabbit hole I did not see coming. Oh, oh, oh! You just wait. Um, so, we, uh, so we're we're gonna explain Trevor because uh, Trevor is the id. He's the character who kind of uh, is unkempt, uh, is is no filter on what he says. Uh, in the game, he's the one who, if you go to meet him, he might meet you in a helicopter and jump out of it rather than landing it in order to meet you. Um, he's this. He's pretty much the the sort of impulsive instinct in the game. And you really don't want to play anybody but him. But it either goes really well if he's on board with a mission, or it goes really poorly. Yeah, it, it, he uh, it, he's like this mountain desert dude. He's kind of like less a character and more watching someone play, you know, like watching someone play Grand Theft Auto. He's like a character who is basically a Grand Theft Auto player. Like, all he wants to do is just kill people and blow stuff up. There's one mission where he just, like, he walks up to two people talking about, in, in criminal code, we gotta do this thing. And he's very excited. I love things. Let's do the thing. Is the thing, are we, are we gonna kill people? Are we gonna shoot people? This guy just likes, um, action and horrible He's the decisions. only, he's the only character in the game who asks for angel dust, which is why we figure he's Dana Holgerson. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it feels too obvious, but, that, I mean, the only other options would be Mike Leach, who is way too laid back, um, Ed Orgeron, who is um, maybe too dangerous. <laughs> it might be too dangerous <laughs> to be Trevor. <laughs> but, I mean, Holgo is the only option. I mean, he's there's, even got the skullet. Yeah, there's, the there's a passing physical resemblance. Yeah, um, a little paunch, a little skullet. Well, I'm going to go back to Franklin for a second, by the way. The NFL equivalent of Franklin, and, and yes, partly because he's black, but also because of the position he occupies, uh, is Mike Tomlin. Yeah, that sounds right. Because, you know, like the Roonies are like, yeah, I can teach you some things. We'll bring you along. And all of a sudden they're like, we're going to give you like a 260, 270-pound quasi-developmentally handicapped, brilliant, possibly sexual assaulting, molesty, grabby quarterback as your star player. Good luck! Mike Tomlin's going to stumble upon Ben Roethlisberger's birth certificate pretty soon and be like, oh, my God, he's 47. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the hood all over again. <laughs> I'm quoting Franklin. Uh, but, yeah, to go to, go to Trevor, uh, the NFL equivalent of Trevor in terms of, of Madman, in terms of Jim being, Harbaugh. Man, he's so it's, – it's, it's somewhere in the NFC West because it's got to be Harbaugh or it's got to be Pete Carroll. Yeah, Pete Carroll's too friendly. Yeah, Pete Carroll's got a little. Uh, Pete Carroll's a cheerful <laughs> psychopath. Like, mm. he really. Mm. It, it's it's one of those things where, uh, yes, he's always clapping, he's always cheering on his players, but he is cheering on a death machine. He is laughing while kicking a hobo's ribs in. 
And like, that's a little Trevor-esque. Whereas like, I think Jim Harbaugh more outwardly seems the violent, dangerous person, but, uh, don't don't underestimate uh, uh, Pete Carroll as as the as the psychopath. Okay, you're I, making a good case, and I'd also point out that Carroll's uh, sense of humor is kind of Trevor esque because there was um, uh, after one practice at USC, he he played a joke that involved um, a player attempting suicide. They, they <laughs> threw they threw a dummy off the top of a building while Carroll was pointing at it uh-huh. and saying, "No, don't jump." <laughs> That happened. That happened. Is there anything more than like more Pete Carroll than that mission where Trevor stumbles into the hood and he's with Franklin and Lamar? Okay, like he's the only white guy for miles around, and he looks at them and goes, "The thing? Yeah, let's do the thing. Let's do." Pete Carroll's really done that. Yeah, remember that Pete Carroll would just like roll around in a van with like you know youth leaders in South Central being like, "Hey, I'm Pete Carroll. Here's my phone number." Now I think. (laughs) The deal breaker there, though, would be the "what's your deal" moment. I don't think I don't think Trevor says "what's your deal." <laughs> Trevor, Trevor's the guy you say "what's your deal" to. This that, is has, we, that has more to do with security. Yeah, that has more to do with security policy. Although, although if we're talking about like Trevor, seems like he could be a nine eleven truther. <laughs> oh man, you're bringing the thunder oh, here, Matt. Oh, he's he's a nine eleven truther, all right. <laughs> He's a 9-11 truther because Trevor might have done it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm I, like, I want to throw out a wild card here. I assume GTA Five, like all the other GTA games, has that one guy who's always, no matter what time of day or weather or where you are in the game, that one guy who's just standing on the corner by himself, like eating a hot dog, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. That's Marvin Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> now, serious question. Um, is he still in the NFL with the Bengals? Oh, oh man, is he ever in the NFL? Okay, I just hadn't heard anything about him in like a decade. <laughs> He's, you know what he is? He's like, uh, you, have you ever had like a particularly bulky couch? That it's, <laughs> it's just like ah, I should probably get rid of this, but it's going to be a bitch to move. It won't, it won't fit through the door. Right. I don't know how it got in. It, I We did something. We found the right angle, but now it won't work going back the other way because the stairs turn. And it's that, all tiger print. Yep. Uh, <laughs> boy, that's – by the way, Marvin Lewis probably going to go 7-9 and nine or 9-7 nine and seven this year. I'm just going to throw Roll that out the there. <laughs> uh, true fact, uh, Marvin Lewis tells his players, like like his, his – one of his mantras is – just keep playing. Um, and <laughs> the thing that's happened is that, like, the Bengals actually have assembled, a, like, a, 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 a team of excellent players. So, like, that advice is finally working. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, sure. You say so, coach. This just is, get, as opposed to Mike Ditka's innovative quit now. The Cincinnati Bengals don't not football. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to continue doing the thing that is your job. Because what are you going to do? Go outside in Cincinnati? <laughs> Especially if you're black? Oh, did we just hearken to Cincinnati's tortured racial history? We did! Oh, Ohio. You're just Kentucky with a collar. Um, let's, uh, let's go ahead, and uh, I, I think that's... Jason and I have tortured people long enough with the GTA Five, but, but you know, really, it's it's that's not that we just started. We're just going to continue doing that because we're married, and you, when you're married and you have kids, you you give up on sleep. Yeah, look forward to that. 
Yeah. The, you also clearly need uh, escapes from real life. Uh, you know, you need some white noise. You need some static. And know that that static is made all the sweeter when it happens to be you piling a helicopter into a uh, tanker full of gasoline. Now, the challenge with this game is, like, with with any other game, when the kid's around, you can, you, you know, you can sort of do things that are non-missions and make them acceptable. Like, even, like, a Far Cry where you're, like... The game's about LSD pirates chopping each other's heads off. You can just go take pictures of pigs in Far Cry. Yeah, you, you can. can. You, you, can. You, you, you can go sit on a jet ski. But in Grand Theft Auto, you can't do that. If you go sit on a jet ski, your guy's going to start cussing at himself, and the radio's going to cuss at you, and, and like a hooker's going to shoot you. Like There's nothing you can do to make it kid-friendly. So by, you, by the way. you really have to manage your schedule well. Yeah, by the, yeah which is very dad-like. Like Seriously, dad skills in GTA – you're, you're way up there. Uh, this is a great segue, by the way, because LSU does have a big game this week, and they had experience with another. <laughs> uh, they had experience with Grand Theft Auto themselves because Auburn football fan Zachary Burgess of Hoover, which I will translate for you, Hoover is that cushy-ass suburb with a really nice high school stadium in insert city here. Okay, that's where Hoover is. Hoover's got a big mall. That's all you really need to know about Hoover. Uh, it's Cobb County for Atlanta. Uh, what would it be for New York, Ryan? Oh God! Well, we don't have a lot of tactical firearms stores. Wait, so l- listen, where 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 do the cushy upper middle class, but not quite haughty, like not quite haughty, uh, like like people live? Uh, uh, where is the nice Target? Not, not not Manhattan. Not Manhattan. That's probably uh, me and Mr. Tubbs' neighborhood, Park Slope. Shit. Shit. Hoover, Park Slope is the Hoover, Alabama of is New that, York. That, is that the the hipstery the hipstery part? No, no. I mean not the super hipster. Not it's, the no, it's really part, hard. But. You know what? I'm gonna have to change that answer because uh, Park Slope has too much of a personality. Not necessarily a good personality, but I think you're looking for something a little bit more bland. You're looking for either the Westchester, which is mm. the uh, first nice suburb north of uh, the Bronx, or all right, I'd, I'd even say like. Uh, one like a one of the nicer first towns in New Jersey, where you can take the rail into New York City. Okay, I'm, well, I'm gonna throw Long Island City in there. Okay, that's that, that that's good too. I mean, it could be Massapequa for for all I know. <laughs> um, and I've lived my whole life waiting to make this analog. <laughs> can you orient me to that place via Hoover, Alabama? Can you explain <laughs> what's the Hoover, Alabama of Romania? What kind of Hoover you got? <laughs> um, but the uh, the it, Auburn fan Zachary Burgess. Uh, he, uh, after a, a tough loss on the road, young Auburn team, 35-21, they fought hard. Wasn't a bad game. Probably actually one of the better ones in the SEC, certainly, on the weekend. Uh, he decided that he wanted to uh, try Grand Theft Auto in real life. And that's a quote, because that's what he told the cops, because he's an idiot. Uh, he uh, allegedly stole a car, kidnapped a woman, and rammed nine cars prior to his team's tilt with LSU. So before the game started... This otherwise nice man, who I will say in the picture, he has beautiful hair. I'd like to point out that he's probably not an otherwise nice man because you left out a very important detail. Oh, go ahead. He's a lacrosse player. <laughs> uh, and, an, and an Auburn fan. <laughs> so Jesus is watching out for him and for his bros. Just blessed. Y'all have a blessed day. In case you didn't know, Matt, Auburn is the most Jesus-fied of all teams because they have their own Jesus. The worst person I met in the Marine Corps, uh, my bunkmate at OCS, 
was from Auburn. Uh, I will hate Auburn till the day I die because of him. You're just like the the biggest <laughs> fucking asshole I've ever met. Now, did he talk about Jesus stuff and um, really, really personal conspiracies? Uh, like, was everyone out to get him? No, but I wish they had been. Yeah, they're not. Then he's not really an Auburn fan. You yeah, have, I, think... I also I also didn't exactly engage in any conversation with him. And today they call him Gus Malzahn. <laughs> that would be awesome if like we just found out like last week. Like, do you know Gus Malzahn was a, like an officer in Iraq? <laughs> so insane. He was coaching Arkansas at the same time. That's a hell of a commute. Um, he'd go to Springdale to Baghdad and back. Um, you know, he does everything fast. But yes, this actually happened. And uh, the female passenger said he, uh, she was held against her will as Burgess punched the gas and slammed into multiple cars while trying to flee the parking lot. Here's a great thing to have at the age of 20, okay? First of all, the AL the AJC article, okay, uh, which mentions this specifically. Burgess, who can't drive as well as Franklin. <laughs> wow. So it compares him to a character in the game. Who does happen to drive pretty well? Abandon the vehicle nearby, and this is the really horrifying part of the story for me. He's in Baton Rouge, and it said he was held by a, quote, group of witnesses, unquote, until police arrived. Man, they were going to have a witch trial. <laughs> be like, oh, you going to die or you going to float? One or the other. Somebody grabbed in the Napoleonic code. <laughs> Somebody runs up with, like, a copy of the Duck Dynasty book. Here it is. <laughs> There's How many? I, not that I condone any of the 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 violence, the kidnapping, the crashing of the cars, but there is something kind of inspiring about this. Like this is the way that I want to live. This is what I want to do with my life. And uh, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, Spencer, your digital Viking. It is spicy living. He went for it. I just want to know how much time you have on the clock between a group of witnesses in the state of Louisiana subduing you and you ending up in a tree. <laughs> or, or, or in a in a pot of gumbo. <laughs> well, no, no, no. You got to get up in the tree first, yeah, because uh, you got to drain. We got to put you put a pot on you, then we drain you, because uh, you got to be clean once you go on the cleaning table. And then uh, we call uh, we call Metairie, and we get my cousin to come over. And then uh, you know we get you nice and clean, and then uh, you go in the pot. You know, a little bit of burl in there for uh, you know forty five, maybe two hours. It depends on your constitution. <laughs> so that's so that happened uh leading us to uh leading us to a discussion of uh i believe ryan wanted to discuss this this would be the uh the dr Bo. dr Bo. so so yeah uh old miss headed to alabama uh this saturday evening dr Bo wallace fearless man has already come out and said that Old Miss's wide receivers, who I think are a collective 27 years old combined, mm-hmm. uh, are better than Texas A&M's receivers, which just lit up this Alabama team two weeks ago. Is there anything Bo Wallace is afraid of at this point? I mean, well, uh, probably the state not of Mississippi. Yeah, right. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Remember, Dr. Bo is not a licensed physician. <laughs> I'm going to say this a lot of times. <laughs> now, if you've seen him run the inverted veer, you'd swear the man had a PhD. Because he's seriously, like, for what they do, he's brilliant. And as our own uh, colleague Rick Muscles of uh, 
Rick Muscles Twitter feed because he doesn't even own rickmuscles.com. <laughs> Cheap bastard. <laughs> uh, as Rick Muscles has pointed out numerous times as an Alabama fan but Ole Miss season ticket holder, that, that Bo Wallace managed to survive multiple seasons in the SEC at this point playing quarterback in a running offense while weighing seriously like 130 pounds. He's got no meat on him whatsoever, and he runs a run-first read option offense and is not dead. So he must know something about medicine. Yeah. He knows something about resuscitation. <laughs> Reviv- revivification. I'd, I'd point out that if we're talking about a, a, a bunch of a bunch of youngster receivers who are better collectively than Mike Evans, we could be looking at a human centipede kind of situation where sure. where Dr. Bo, is, he's, he's gone all twisted and dark even more so than usual. And he's stringing these boys together in his basement. Rubber cement will hold anything together for a lot longer than you think it will. As long as it doesn't <laughs> rain, Ole Miss could do some damage with them three receivers stacked on top of each other like some unholy Jenga. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Oh, I I just want to apologize. I'm gonna I'm gonna drag down the uh, level of discourse here uh, as as the uh, as the the designated. Uh, NFL heathen, I did catch uh, some of Mike Evans's performance against Alabama, and he looked like Calvin Johnson playing in a Pee Wee football game. And I so just, he so he looked like Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech. You're saying yes because he had a he had a four foot tall person throwing in the ball. It was it, it's staggering, and uh, I am very excited to see Mike Evans play for the next like ten to fifteen years because. Good God, he is amazing. And and I've also seen Dr. Bo at work, and I haven't, no one on that field has popped out to me as remotely Mike Evans-esque. Well, you know, when you're undergoing the most perfect surgery in the world, you don't notice the doctor going to work on you, because that's just how damn good he is. You're not paying attention to the bones. That's right. Hey, listen, he's just got that triple specialty. Anesthesiologist puts you to sleep. Uh, neurosurgeon rearranges your mind so you don't even know he was ever there. And three, uh, obstetrician, which is weird, but it's somehow relevant to a surgery he performs on you, even if you're a man, because it's Mississippi, and let's be honest, the medical board, they're creative and liberal in the use of terminology. And the fourth, he's always got prices right, turned on real loud in case you wake up. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually required by Mississippi board. You've got to have a game show on in the background. Except pressure luck, it's too exciting, and it's caused fatalities in the operating room before. Rest in peace, Whammy. <laughs> the, uh, and by the way, my, Evans reminded me, like, when you, like, it looked like uh, David Boston in the, like, height of his roid years. Like, when David Boston would just basically destroy anyone he was facing in double coverage, because he was just oozing HGH and stenozolol, like that's what Evans reminded me of. I'm not suggesting he was on steroids. I'm just saying he has the constitution of somebody uh, who is unnaturally huge and strong, which <laughs> which could be his natural default. Let's just I, go ahead. I, I think I think I get what you're saying. You're you're recommending uh, a Mr. Evans got a little business proposition for him. I hear what you're putting down. Yeah, that's that's what we're here to do is take the corrupt corpse of college football, reanimate it, and turn it into an even more corrupt zombie. That's what we're here to do. Actually, I'm basically saying that if he ever went on steroids, uh, he would make David Boston look like a uh, a joke. 
I would like I would like to point out that corrupt zombie would be the worst rap rock combination. If we misspell it, and it's like right K U R U U P T. No, no, no. You just use the rapper corrupt right corrupt Rob Zombie exactly. Oh my god! And they just get really really high together and don't make any music. Kirk, you got you got anything else on the docket? Looking forward to this week. Well, we have uh, Wisconsin-Ohio State. I'll be damned if I'm going to be excited about a Big Ten game. Luckily, Ohio State's in the SEC. We got both these teams should be <laughs> undefeated, considering the the misfortune Wisconsin faced down there in the desert. But that'll happen. Um, we, we we got a lot of fast guys, not quite as many big fat guys as you expect. This this looks like a a legitimately exciting game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to look at uh, L- the LSU Georgia game, uh, mostly because I really want to see what happens when uh, LSU's defense faces uh, an offense that, uh, you know, piloted by the best offensive coordinator in America, Mike Bobo, per Bill Connolly. That's not even just me talking ironically or sarcastically. I don't even know physically if I could have said that three years ago. Like if you gave it to me on paper and said, read this. It's it wouldn't. Have, yeah, once Bill says it's basically official. There's, it's there, true. There's also a late game we should point out: USC at Arizona State, which has the potential. You know how in like some very low-level boxing matches, both fighters will raise their hands at the end of the match like they both won. <laughs> I think that could happen at the end of this game. But neither of them won. Right. <laughs> the referee won. Like my my God. <laughs> Uh, I, I would also point out uh, Texas A&M, Ar- Texas A&M, Arkansas. We had a nice little happy uh, honeymoon period for Brett Bielema. Uh and then he went and lost to damn Rutgers. Oof. Yeah. Also, uh, in in the noon slot, we got Steve Spurrier going to Orlando. We got a lot of nice golf in the Orlando area. That features the best matchup of. I, I have this theory that most people have like a cool granddad and an asshole granddad, and this is both oh, yeah. of them coming to dinner. Yeah, and by the way, I can just tell you that he may not have ever met him or know him, but Steve Spurrier already hates George O'Leary. Like he hates, <laughs> like he hates run first, grr, grr, defensive guys. He just 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 despises their DNA, smells it on him. Right? He's like, I bet you, uh, I bet you spent a lot of time in the film room, don't you? Just looking at that film over and over again. Not saying a damn thing every time you see it, huh? Why are you watch it more than once? Huh? I mean, you slow? Because cause I'll watch it. Here, look. Five minutes. Done. That guy sucks. This one doesn't. Throw the ball at him. All right, I'll, I'm out. Like, he hates George O'Leary. I can tell you. Be like, yeah, did you kill a kid? Jeez. How'd you do that? It's football. You didn't even do it on purpose. Didn't even do it on purpose. Should Steve, Steve Spurrier be some sort of like uh, criminal precog guy? Like he can just look at you, and <laughs> just know everything you've done. Yeah, I know you. You first play, I formation, ISO. You're a dumbass. <laughs> you are. I bet you bet you think the NFL's like smart or something, huh? Yeah, I've been up there. How smart are they? They wrote me a check, wrote me a bunch of them, <laughs> a lot of money. How smart are they, huh? I always have, like, the teeing off noise in the background. Uh, a lot of South Florida goodness. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of that there. Uh, also, Oklahoma plays Notre Dame if you like a game that's going to be utterly unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Oklahoma's yeah, quarterback is, what, 280 pounds. And uh, Notre Dame's problem is they can't find anybody to 
simulate him in practice. So uh, that'll be about a 11 to 9 game, I think. Yeah, that sounds like, you know what, if they need somebody to simulate him, sounds like a job for Dr. Bo, plastic surgeon slash obstetrician slash plumber. Well, I tell you <laughs> what, they got uh, Lewis Nix. He ran a ran play at quarterback in the spring game. Just have him simulate Blake Bell. Lewis <laughs> Nix would do it, too. Lewis Nix is really cool. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you somebody to watch this weekend. Uh, I'll give you J.C. Copeland because he's uh, shaved his beard, so we have to see if he still has the same strength playing fullback for LSU. He's like 270 pounds, six foot three, mean as shit. Uh, you probably need to watch him because he likes to hit people. It's very entertaining. And uh, if the right people are calling this game, they'll just have the telestrator on him going, look, murder, look, murder, just circling him over and over again. Uh, y'all want to take some, uh, some, we have reader questions, which I, I got earlier. You want to answer these? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. Not at all. That's how we'll close out. We'll, we'll engage with the people. Uh, so uh, our first question, by the way, from a PFT commenter who you might be familiar with. Uh, his question is just in written, in the, written in the following way, all lowercase, Lane Kiffin, two number, no space, the space Cowboys. Lane Kiffin to the Cowboys. Uh, I say yes because then he can fire his dad again. Ooh, yeah. good point. I'd, I would also um, say that that could mean Oklahoma State which that would probably be a better job than USC at this point, and that's the kind of thing that Lane Kiffin does. Also, it's another orange team he could drive into the ground. Mm. It it just makes sense. Kiffin's the perfect, like, patsy for Jerry Jones. Ah, we got this guy. All right. I, I don't know. It's just like <laughs> this this underqualified moron who looks – who, like, can, like, probably sell himself in an interview but doesn't get any results, but Jerry Jones can control – that's it's like Lane Kiffin is basically uh, a less smart, better looking version of the Cowboys current coach. I would I would like that to happen because I bet Lane Kiffin, Cowboys head Dallas Cowboys head coach, would win his first four or five games. All of the Dallas fans would be like, oh, we fucking nailed it, dog. <laughs> and then they're stuck with him for five years of just total mediocrity. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, answer this next question from Mark the Nomad on Twitter, which is uh, what would happen if we sent the B1G into space? Uh, so if you sent the Big Ten into space uh, as the resident science correspondent, I will answer by saying that you're essentially putting one more quasar into the uh, cosmos because an infinitely dense object that just emits strange noises uh, that seems so distant from our universe and inscrutable and yet exists uh, it's pretty much the same. Big Ten, Quasar, it's a push. Uh, I'm going to disagree and say that the Big Ten cannot uh, achieve escape velocity, so this question is impossible. <laughs> I'm going uh, to point out that we would discover the moon has no media market whatsoever, so it would not be annexed. <laughs> the moon is Rutgers. It's close to something and yet lifeless. The moon is, yeah, the moon, if Rutgers can claim New York, then the moon can claim the sun. Yeah, Earth is a moon town. It's more, like, it's more like Mars, since we've at least theorized people on Mars, right? Like, we'll be like, we found water on Rutgers. Oh, my God. Uh, next one. Uh, this is actually – I asked for anything, by the way. So uh, next one from uh, user uh, San Ang. Uh, will Walt or Jesse survive? No. So you go no to both. I think I think Jesse survives. I think I think Carol kills them all. 
I'm going to go with network, and I'm just going to suggest that Holly takes the fuck over in the jet. <laughs> Wasted bitches. Uh, so no. Uh, the other question, uh, let's see, uh, going to Adam Jacoby. How come they don't make the whole football helmet out of black box? You're an idiot, Adam Jacoby. You're the worst. <laughs> Fire Adam Jacoby. Because they tried that, and then they lost to Alabama at home. So stupid. God. <laughs> don't follow Adam Jacoby. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, moving forward in our questions, we have a, uh, time for a few more. Um, let's see, is butter a carb? That's from, uh, Jamie9999, there's a lot of nines there. Uh, listen, I, I happen to be the CrossFit expert here, therefore I have read all of the paleo literature, butter is not a carb. Okay, we'll, we'll go with, we'll go with that for an answer. Uh, Contrario Man. Asks, I like this question a lot. What coach, past or present? You, we can do this NFL or pro. Or NFL or, NFL or pro. You know, college. <laughs> the CFL. The CFL. <laughs> you know what? You could do CFL, man. If you can pull a CFL name out for this question, do Mark it. Mark Tressman. Dan Hawkins. Dan Hawkins. Dan Hawkins. And we're out. <laughs> Which coach, past or present, would you like to, to try to coach a game in a white dinner tux? Didn't Schnelly do that at one point? I don't know that he didn't. Can't prove he didn't. Oh, uh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just be pulling at it like a fuzzy baby the whole time. <laughs> no, no, no. What he would do, this is the best part. At one point, he would just reach behind the collar and pull a hood up. You wouldn't have even seen it. It would just, it would just appear. Just yank the sleeves off. You'd be like, oh, my God, Bill Belichick has an organic gray cotton dewlap that grows right at the back of his neck that he pulls up like a hood. I'm going to go, body. I want to go the other way here and suggest Mike Nolan, uh, just because I think that the suit wasn't enough. I think that he should have the Reebok white dinner tux. Oh God. Yeah. yeah like, like Tom Hanks and big. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to be fully goddamn evil here and I'm just going to say Charlie Weiss. Cause imagine that much white. fabric. <laughs> It's just wasteful. Goddamn, he'd look like an albino rhino out there, wouldn't he? Be like, oh my god, a poacher what? Might, a poacher might take him down. What is that very short water tower doing? <laughs> Vote Pappy for governor. <laughs> oh, like, my god, that's the most handsome lesbian I've ever seen in my life. Uh, a couple of more questions while we're at it. Uh, let's see. Uh, looking down the list, uh, skipping past all the obviously drunk people who responded. My God. Uh, here we go. The uh, For nuclear combustion pur- research purposes, can Muschamp be forced to stay at Florida until Kentucky breaks the losing streak? In case you don't know, Matt Ufford. Uh, Kentucky hasn't beaten Florida in 26 years. My goodness gracious. Yeah, and they'll, they're never going to beat them. So no, no, Muschamp can stay there as long as he wants because, uh, Kentucky is never beating Florida ever again. Do you know how many Floridians have had their children taken away from them in 26 years? It's a lot. <laughs> it's like the entire population of Kentucky. Uh, let's see. The, uh, is, oh god, that's just not even. That's not even worth asking. Ooh, I like this question. Uh, Rumple Fish Sticks, Rumble Fish Sticks asks, what is the best burrito meat? Carnitas. Yeah. Hands I, down. I agree. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go, listen, I'm just gonna flip. Does that up. mean pork? 
<laughs> let's ask Cobb County. Let's go to Cobb County for their question here. What, what is the Hoover of Burnham? <laughs> <laughs> what is the Hoover, Alabama of that? Uh, well, we're we're about to go. Uh, Mayor Bernsey, one of your old chums, Matt, yep. asks, uh, is Dad's the best new TV show or the best TV show ever? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the show that leads into the very excellent Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, starring Andy Samberg. I have yet to watch Dads. Uh, I don't think that I will. It stars Seth Green, um, and that's really as far Ooh, as I got. Uh, Seth Green is a tiny little red-haired man who was the son of Dr. Evil. He was Scott Evil. That's our, okay. our lowest common yeah. denominator. Also, no, I'm robot, I'm all robot up. chicken. Yeah, he also made robot chicken. So He's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. No, it's, it's, it's neither, it's not the worst. I mean, like, again, like, you can go to CBS and find 20 worse sitcoms than dads, I'm sure. The, uh, let's see, this, this question's for me. Apologies. Rank Steely Dan's discography. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna take Asia. You, you're gonna start it there. Royal Scam. I know most people put Katie Lied there. I'm going to go number two. Katie Lied gets uh, number three, and then you can just go all the way down as long as you put uh, as long as you put Gaucho last, because it sounds like they're asphyxiating themselves slowly over the course of the record. Uh, let's uh, go down to uh, this question, which I think is so very, very important, uh, which is, who has the uh, – I'm, I'm going to expand this. This says who has the better angry face, Brian Kelly or Rex Ryan. I, I want you to expand that and just name your favorite angry face in a coach. I, I, as someone who basically watches football mostly for the angry faces and or the sad faces, I, I really don't think it gets better than Jim Harbaugh. Like Jim Harbaugh pissed off. Like what – like what capital – like – capital grade 4A, like, hissy fit, like, this is a grown man screaming, screaming at, at, at like, at paid officials. I love it. It, it. it fills my, it fills my heart with joy to see him that upset. Now, perhaps the poor man's Harbaugh would be Paul Rhodes at Iowa State, who there are dubstep remixes of his freakouts. Mm. Just you, you piss this man off and he will be grabbing at his nutsack and yelling at the student section. Um, but my personal favorite, and this is a homer pick, would be Mike Smith of the Falcons, be, just because it's such a surprise. He's the mild mannered, boring, straight laced dude with his hair is just a block of white. But when he goes, he goes. He turns full red and once punched D'Angelo Hall in the chest. And D'Angelo Hall was, um, it seemed to be actually affected by it, but it's it's the surprise that gets you there. Yeah, Mike Smith really does have like Lego person hair, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a lot of personality there, traits. There are many that are very Lego ish. Yeah, many Hasbro things about the man. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Paul Pasqualoni because he doesn't he's not good at any emotion. So whenever he looks angry, he also looks like he doesn't know why he's angry. Like, he knows, like, something bad happened, and I don't know how to explain it. Damn it, that makes me angrier. <laughs> I am, uh, I, I'm gonna go with the, uh, the obvious one, which I, I think is, uh, Will Muschamp, because I've never seen anyone in a position of power or responsibility 
who is so willing to make himself look like a two-year-old. And I don't mean just the sort of eight-year-old kind of anger. No, I mean the kind where I'm concerned that he has shit his pants from anger in the middle of it. So I'm, I'm going to go with Will, especially because occasionally I really think he's got replacement tongues. You know because what's, he just bites them off over the course of the game. You know what's impressive about Will Muschamp's angry face? You Have you ever seen, like, a, a slow-motion video of a baseball being hit, and you can see it contract and sort of the waves pulsing mm-hmm. through it? That's what Will Muschamp looks like in real time. I also like Matt Brown, too, because he looks like a lady who's mad that you're closing the garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we're done now. No, you ain't. You said this KitchenAid mixer was mine. <laughs> That's Mac Brown. He's like really petulant and shitty at getting mad. Uh, I'm going to go two more questions here. Uh, one, uh, what Asian country could best recreate college football? I guess that means starting it and sort of redoing it. What Asian country? So you get the entire continent of Asia, a.k.a. most of the universe, uh, to do this. This is obviously up my alley, so I'll yeah. give you three answer. Uh, but but I'm, I have a definite answer in terms of what country would do this best. My gut reaction is India. Uh, I think it's. Already... I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. You're correct. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to sit. I'm going to stay on India. Thank you, dealer. But you, you, gonna... know why, you know why? By the way, elephants roll tide. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go uh, Mongolia because hey, they beat SEC schedule before. They can do it again. <laughs> they're just. They, they're just. They just need to make the right hires. We need to get us a better con in here who can recruit some some horsemen. Tell you what, Mongolia need to upgrade that stadium, though. It's it, it's a little bit dilapidated. But. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, all I got to say is that Mongolia, they're the Boise state of Asia, if we're just going to. Little out oh, of the way. Oh, for sure. Little out of the way, right? Uh, on the high plane. Population, not all that, but they make a lot of what they got. Additionally, uh, you, you kind of have to have a trucking program, just like Boise State. <laughs> in order to you're going to be on the move a lot. Yeah, you're, you're going to be on the move. So what's the what's the Florida of Asia? Would it be the Philippines? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Would it be the Philippines or Thailand? You, you've done this wrong. Florida is the Asia of America. <laughs> I, I, like seriously, the depths of humanity and the depravity evoked by that sentence just gave me uh, like goosebumps. Seriously, I'm looking. I'm like, oh god, what would that be? Um, I can do this because I've thought about it. If I had to do an analog state for state, okay. Uh, Thailand is too entirely too festive, okay. But everybody does go on vacation there, so it's the best possible fit. All right. It also helps that there's nothing as orderly as Singapore in there, so you knock out Malaysia and the Philippines. The Philippines is just kind of hot and crampy. That's kind of like the Louisiana I've of East thought, Asia. I've always thought of the Philippines as the Mexico of Asia. <laughs> they are, but the Mexico <laughs> of America is is Louisiana, right? So. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So you forget like how much of Mexico is kind of hot and swampy and shitty. That's, you know, it's the Yucatan. It's the U. Like they're just pretty much on the same line too, right? It's the same place, just a different longitude or different longitude, right? Or latitude. Uh, Japan. Uh, the Japan. Japan's very much like the entire Big Ten. If you're going to do it, because it's pretty orderly, and they have this belief that the world should work, right? And that people should just work hard all the time, and when they get drunk, they turn into animals. Right. Also, they kind of peaked back in the 80s and it's been stagnant ever since. Right. Um, They're real good in the 40s. I like this because I'm picturing Brady Hoke just eating a pile of Walkmans now. (laughs) Well, there is that like cat lab video of Brady Hoke playing the Chinese violin. Right. 
which I will tell you, Michigan is most definitely not China. It's not. First of all, there's a lot of jobs in China. Um, <laughs> no, they have a horrible unemployment problem, too. Uh-huh. Uh, and then finally, uh, I think if you're looking for the, uh, the, the natural, like, matchup between, like, uh, the orderly hot place, right? Uh, Singapore, Singapore would be great at college football, mostly because, like college football, they could just make the labor work for free. Yeah. Uh, one last, uh, one last question, by the way, and, and all of this. Uh, who is the, I have an answer, and that's why I'm asking, because it's rigged. Uh, who is the Saul Goodman of college coaches? Wow. Uh, constantly wheedling, knows, uh, knows a guy who can take care of that problem. By the way, I bet all three of us have the same answer. Matt, you're probably actually the only I, I really, I probably haven't even heard of the correct answer. You can go pro if you want. We, uh, we give you that option. No, no, no I, I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. I say Houston Nut. Ooh. That's that's a good one because I'm going Todd Graham because okay. he's out of there. Okay. <laughs> Todd Graham knows a guy. <laughs> it's gonna cost five hundred grand. <laughs> but it's new IDs, new life. He'll get you out of there. You're right. I think Houston Nutt is probably the Huel in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting in a room. <laughs> what do I do? I'm in here with Ron Zook just watching TV. Just waiting on a big old three star. Rod Zook's been dead for two years. <laughs> but it's an energetic dead. <laughs> Jason? Uh, this is a really hard one. I, 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 I'm going to go with Todd Graham. I, I was debating Houston, actually, but I don't think he's got the confidence to be Saul Goodman, which that sounds amazing to say. But uh, Saul's actually pretty good at his job. So uh, I think I've been talked into Todd Graham here. Yeah, can I just give you the other detail that sealed Todd Graham for me? Mysterious Asian masseuse leaving the office and, and all the pulling time. his pants up all the time. You're also, not, sure, you're not big, sure what just happened. Big fan of laser tag. <laughs> oh, laser tag. Well, I don't know. Laser tag just says Houston nut to me. They're like guns, but they shoot light. <laughs> Um, all right, we've had entirely too much fun, and by that I mean we went really long, so my apologies, but uh, that was great. Uh, that This has been Matt Offer, Jason uh, Kirk, and uh, Mr. Hot Tub. Oh, his name Ryan. <laughs> Shh. Shh. We'll talk to you next time.